You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, I am so thankful that in Walk It Out, we can talk about getting close to God. You know, for Walk It Out, I always say you need to read what God's Word is saying and then do it. But so many people struggle with understanding God's Word, knowing how to start knowing how to connect with God. And we're going to be talking about all those things today with my guest. Craig Dennison is the author of First 15, a daily devotional guiding over a million believers into a fresh experience with God's presence every day. He writes, speaks, and he and his wife, Rachel, lead worship to help believers establish a more tangible, meaningful connection with God. You can check out his work by signing up to receive First 15, which I do every morning for free, and by again in Engaging in the first 15 on social media. So thank you so much, Craig, for being here. Oh, thanks, Trisha, for having me. Yeah, and thanks so much. That's so encouraging. I can't believe that you do first 15. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I just started when you know I knew I was going to interview you, and I'm like, where has this been? This is so great. Awesome. I am enjoying it. Your voice is so easy to listen to. I have to say that <laughs> uh, when you do the devotions. And I'm excited because I'm going to have my teen girls. We have three teen girls. I'm going to have them download it on their phones too. So I am so excited about it. That's Um, awesome. But I want to start because I grew up in a home that my mom became a Christian when I was in elementary school. So I really didn't see her like reading her Bible and doing devotions. Um, I didn't had no idea like Advent, like what does that even mean? And it wasn't until I became a mom and I started spending time with God that I realized like everything changed when I had that time with God. So I would just love to hear kind of your story of why it's so important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's exciting. So I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a, a pastor. He was a phenomenal pastor father. So he really did live authentically uh, at home when he was preaching from the pulpit, which I think really helped. I also did see him. So he had like a literal desk in his closet and he would go to his closet to pray. I don't know how many times I interrupted his experience with God as a kid. <laughs> and uh, so, but for me, it never really stuck until I got to college and uh, I was actually uh, studying music at the time and was planning on being a guitar player and was working hard at that. And uh, so I got to leading worship and was off a stage and I just had reached a low point in my life and there was Mm. nothing wrong on the outside. Like, in fact, everything should have looked really great on the outside. Like all the things I thought I wanted to be doing, I was doing. And I still felt so empty on the inside. And I knew I was a Christian, but I just wasn't having any sort of vibrancy in my relationship with God and was seeking affirmation and affection with people and nothing was working. And so I got off stage at this worship service. I still remember where I was and it's so vivid for me. And uh, they had brought in this phenomenal speaker to kind of close out the semester who I loved actually, and I couldn't listen to a word he was saying. And I finally just prayed this prayer and I said, God, I don't know what to do, but I know you know what to do. Tell me what to do and I'll Mm. do it. Really not eloquent, right? Uh, But just very honest. And in that moment, I really sensed the Lord speak to my heart this phrase, Craig, it just needs to be me and you for a while. 
Um, and what I felt like he was saying is I need to learn what it's like to find identity and affirmation and affection in him and not in my actions and behaviors and in others. And so that started the process of what does it look like to spend time with God? How does it just be me and him for a while and developed uh, really a close sense of connection with him. And like you, Trisha, like I found that connection, the days I met with him meaningfully transformed the rest of my day. And specifically if I would do it in the morning and start my daily experience with a a sense of reminding myself that he's good and he's present and he really does love me. And that's not just an idea, but I sense that and I experience that and I'm telling him these things that I've done and I still know that he loves me and forgives me and wants to be with me. And that radically transformed every part of my life. And so it was a dream come true in 2015 to get to start first of and help other people begin their days in the presence of God. I love that so much. So for me, I wanted to be a writer and I was a young mom with these little kids at home. And I thought, okay, I'll get up early so I could have time to write. And then I realized probably two weeks in, like I'm getting up early to write and I'm supposed to be writing Christian things, but I'd always made excuses not to get up early to have like time with God. Mm. And so then I thought, well, okay, I should do this since I'm, you know, writing about God. I should like at least have a devotional time. So I'll do 15 minutes with God and then write. And pretty soon I realized like I didn't even care that much about the writing. The time with God was so good. And it was like, oh my goodness, my whole day was better. And I think so many times we think about kind of the ritual or the routine and we hear about, okay, yeah, spend your mornings with God and read this and do this and read through the Bible or whatever. But I found, and I know that you found, it really is about the relationship. It's like the the connection with God and the relationship that when we give that time to Him, especially in the morning, like I just felt so connected with Him throughout the day. And it would come to mind like things I had read or things I had prayed about. And so I think I would just love for you to talk about that relationship part because I think many people think, okay, it's just something you do. Like you go to church on Sunday and you read your Bible in the morning. But it really is about the relationship. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's really the whole goal of First 15. There's so much good teaching out there. There's so much good information out there that what I wanted this to be was actually a guide to an experience with God. That's not informational, mm-hmm. it's experiential because God is real and he's present and he wants to be with us. And that's what I felt like has been missing from our Christian experience to a large degree. I know it was in my life for a long time and I was in church multiple times a week, you know, with great leaders around me. And, and I really felt like that was what was missing. And I, oftentimes I think in general in our expression of our faith, like we so often get caught up in our heads and we're so, so it's so easy to kind of build a checklist and say, okay, God will love me if I just check these things off and time alone with God, the facets of a time alone with God, like reading scripture or worship or prayer or other spiritual disciplines like fasting or any other things really become like an obligation or a way Mm -hmm. that we try to earn our way into a sense of grace or love or a sense of right with ourselves that we're doing the right kind of things that God wants us to do. And I see time alone with God, not as an obligation, but an invitation. And it's the first thing I try to say when I go and speak on this at churches as the author of a daily devotional, I feel like I, the first thing people say to me is like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be reading my Bible more. I wish I was like, there's that sense of should about 
about this. And whether it's been years and years and you haven't prayed a word or read a word of scripture or thought about God, God, every single morning is has his heart's filled with joy to invite us to be near to him again. And he's not doesn't have that perspective. He doesn't say, well, if it's been a year, it's you're gonna have to work for a year to kind of get back in. It's like for yeah. me, it's like if I miss a week, the, the if I miss however long it's been, uh, if I get into God's presence again, it's like he's right there and he's so joyed just to have a moment with me. It reminds me of like my two-year-old. My two-year-old's crazy and he runs around the house and he does all these things. And for me, it's like when he just wants to crawl up in my lap for even just 30 seconds and look at me and snuggle with me, that's like it's something I treasure for those 30 seconds. And I'm not the whole time being like, why are you not spending more time with me? Or why did you not do that yesterday? I'm just so happy to have him for those moments mm. where he puts his eyes on me and, and as a sense of affection towards me and I can show my affection for him. And I think God's that way with us. It's it's grace and it's an invitation. It's not an obligation. Oh, I love that. And I know your new devotional is Emmanuel, which means God with us. And my husband will even say, especially this time of the year, he'll say, what's my favorite word? And my kids go, Emmanuel, because yes, it's about God being with us. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I love is that it is, you know, you're talking about um, who God is so we can understand like how amazing it is that we have this connection. So the King of Kings, the Savior King, the Triumphant King, and you just lead the reader, the interactor, because it's more than just reading, mm-hmm. um, through the devotional book and discovering God. But one of the things that I love, and it's in the app and in the devotional books, like there's physical books too that you can get, um, is the guided prayer. And I want you to explain a little bit about that. So maybe there's new Christians that aren't familiar with guided prayer, but explain guided prayer and how that can help us make that connection with God. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for asking. Yeah. I think in the daily devotional, it's really easy and and to read other things. There's so many things I love to go and read and consume. There's so much good content out there. Uh, But for for First 15, I really felt convicted and called that this sense of giving a a sense of my thoughts about the character and the goodness of God. And the whole goal is to help people creating space for God to fill, Mm -hmm. meaningfully fill. And words are important for that. Studying scripture and worship is important for that. But ultimately, I wanted all that to build to a moment where where it really is you and him. And it can be so tough uh, to really understand how to pray. I still get so frustrated when I try to sit down and meditate or contemplate or do these things and my mind races and runs away. And I want to have a meaningful conversation with God, but I feel like my mind is just so busy and distracted. And so for me, guided prayer has been such a gift to have a prompt to say, mm-hmm. you know, ask God this question and just wait for a moment to get a response from him on that. Or what does this part of his character mean? mean for you? Like, what did it mean for you before? How are you not living this way? And what could that mean for you in the future? Reflect on that. Ask God about that. Ask the spirit to, to lead you and guide you and even illuminate that for you. And, and what do you, what do you want most from today? Well, how are you going to carry this into your day? Ask God for revelation on that. Like these guided prompts can help us have a focused time of prayer because we are so busy. I'm so busy. And if I, I find that if I'm not, if these experiences with God aren't chocked full of, of opportunity and meeting, I'll push past them to something else. And so I think 
think this guided prayer is a key opportunity for people to have a real focused conversation with God. And for me, there's room in there to believe and trust. And we get constant stories back about this, that God really does speak to people. Like when they ask him a question, it's amazing when I get, I love these, when I get these stories back that someone will say, I follow this guided prayer prompt and I ask God a question and I really felt like he said something to me, mm-hmm. like, like he was alive and he's with me. That experience all by itself, if that's all you get from a time with God, because you can carry that into your day is so profound and transformative. Yeah. And I love that. So what some of the things that are in the Emmanuel devotional is like meditate on the authority and power of Jesus. And then you list scriptures there that talk about, you know, he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then um, thank Jesus for his sacrifice. Like that's, you know, something that we can forget to do. Mm-hmm. Like we're so busy on Christmas shopping and doing this, but like, wow, this is amazing that God sent his son. And um, I, it is, it's creating space and giving our mind something to focus on when, like you said, there's so many things going on in our day. And that's something that when we do that in the morning, like thanking for a sacrifice later in the day, it's just those reminders keep coming back. Like, wow, yeah. When we look at, you know, our kids or you know, thank you for sacrificing for me and my children. And it just helps connect with God throughout the day. So I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's a devotional, but tell us more about the app. Um, like I said, I have been enjoying it. I can't wait for to tell my teens to put it on their phone. But what is your heart behind the app? And for those who may not be familiar with it, just tell tell them about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when we started First 15, there's a lot of ways that we could get this content out. And I uh, really felt like what I wanted to do with First 15 is try to eliminate any barrier that I could between God's people and his presence. Like, I don't think it's that people don't want to meet with God. I really think there's a lot of barriers between that sense of desire for God and seeing that come to fruition. And my goal is like, how do we eliminate as many barriers of those as possible? So one of those is we're donor funded. So you don't have to pay for this. Like if you want to spend time alone with God tomorrow, you're going to get a free uh, daily devotional from us. And there's not going to be that barrier of cost so that you can have that experience without that restriction. Second thing is we really tried to put this out on platforms that people already use. Like we didn't want this to be something that you'd have to necessarily just go and remember exists or a book that sits on a shelf as much as I love physical books and physical books can be such a gift. Like we wanted to have the opportunity to really put this devotional on platforms that people already use. So we find them where they are. So we have a lot of social followers and love to post it in the feed. So if you wake up and you get on Facebook, it's like, oh yeah, God, I can meet with God right now. And there's this link to Mm. go there. We have a free email subscription. So if you're like me and I I lead this organization and there's a lot of work associated with that, I get really tempted to wake up to my inbox and see what's waiting for me that morning or try to clear it out before I start the day. Always makes me feel good. And so even for me, it can be a great reminder to be like, I see my first of team email in there and I I wrote this, but I see it. I'm like, oh yeah, I really need to make sure I meet with God today. And it's right there for me if I want that as a guide. Same thing with our podcast. We have this audio uh, platform that we send it out on. And same thing with this mobile app that some of our donors were generous enough to fund. uh, That's really multifaceted. It's probably our most meaningful experience, I would say, where you can have all these elements to it. There's the ability to journal. Again, it's free. So there's not a paywall to be able to get it. And and when you dive in there, you can have like a reminder.
reminder so that you can set a notification and kind of wake up that way if you want in the day as an alarm and it can say whatever you want it to say, whatever is motivational for you. And, and so the app has been a really cool space where every day there's that fresh devotional. There's other resources in there as well. You can dive in and get that daily devotional experience with worship and reading and prayer. And then one cool thing about the app that doesn't exist necessarily everywhere else is there's been this growing community in there. And so uh-huh. I love seeing like people post a prayer request and people are jumping in there and praying like meaningful play- prayers and response. And we have thousands of groups now in the app where people want to spend time with God in community. So they make this private group and they can share their experiences that day and share even thoughts from the devotional that day and kind of copy paste those things in. And that's been so cool to see churches and small groups use it. The app has been a really cool platform. It's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. And what I love, I mean, you mentioned the community and then you could listen to it. So I think so many times, um, and there's even been times, I mean, even recently we've had a struggle with one of our adopted kids that just a lot going on. And when I felt almost, I didn't have the strength to open my Bible and read, Mm. like turning on the Bible program or an app, like first 15, I could just have a God's word, like soak into me when we feel so weary. And I think this is a time in history where everyone is struggling. Um, um, you know, before, like, there's people that are doing great, and then there's people that are struggling. Like, everyone, there's something going on um, where they're not connecting with friends. There's a lot of people that aren't able to go to church, or there's people that, you know, are worried and concerned. And I think when we have, again, a way we can connect with people through the app, when we can just, even when we don't have the strength to maybe open the Word of God and read it ourselves, have, you know, guided prayer and scripture read to us, it really can go deep in our hearts and meet us during difficult times that we're all facing right now. Absolutely. So we're all struggling on so many different levels. I remember right in the beginning of the pandemic, I started to have this experience of like multiple panic attacks, which was never really a thing for me before. I think I had maybe one or two in the whole of my life before. And I started having, I think I had like five in a row. It's like every week and they were all noise induced. My two-year-old would knock a Yeti cup off a shelf and I would be stressed thinking about work or thinking about this organization I lead or whatever it is. And that would kind of just send me spiraling and was such that opportunity, that experience of suffering in that way for me with, you know, deep anxiety uh, back in March and April uh, really did lead me down this process of self-discovery and inviting God mm-hmm. to meet me there. And I really think, re- I hope resources like First 15 can be helpful to people in that. There are so many resources like therapy that were helpful to me in that experience and still are. And I think that is one of the opportunities of this year is for me, stress had become like an iceberg where if so much was under the surface, this massive stress and these panic attacks were kind of like the tip of that iceberg that became visible. And, uh, but when I started kind of looking at what's going on here, I've found all of this stuff underneath that had been there for so long that has just been building and, and that God makes his peace available to us is one of his promises, not through the resolution of our circumstances, but in the midst of them, actually Philippians says. And so I think, um, I hope resources like first 15 help people kind of bring those, that crisis, bring those experiences of suffering and the reality that it's okay, that we're not okay. In fact, God doesn't expect us to be anywhere other than where we are. And he wants to invite us in that though, to maybe a place that's a little little bit richer and deeper and better and and is more experiential of his power and his goodness. And we need that every day. There's never a day that goes by that I'm like, oh, I think I've got it. You know, there's always something that I can bring before the Lord and experience his grace and forgiveness. 
Oh, that is so good. And um, I think it was in today's devotion you were talking about, we so many times we try to fill our voids with other things. Mm. And I think this year has been all the things that maybe um, sporting events and going on vacations <laughs> and going shopping and, you know, being in the mall and, and buying things mm. or the new movies that are coming out. I think all those things that we were looking to like, okay, I'm not satisfied deep within, but I can go to the movie or I can go walk around the mall or we're going to go on vacation. I can look forward to that. It's like suddenly all those other things that were taking our time and attention and kind of satisfying us in small ways. Now that they're gone, we're like, Oh my goodness. It seems like the void seems bigger, but God is there, like you know, and He is there. And whether it's first fifteen or whatever it is, the way we connect with God, He's like, I've been here all along, and I know you've been using these other things to like kind of get filled up, but I can give you so much more than that. Uh, and I think that's what I love about connecting with Jesus and satisfying. Like once all that external filling up has stopped, we can realize that God internally fills us up in ways that we never thought about. Oh, absolutely. I, I really do wonder if one of the biggest barriers we've had to experiencing the fullness of life, like in John 10, 10, Jesus says he came to give us life and life abundant and puts that in opposition to the work of the enemy. And I just, I've been thinking about that a lot because you see throughout scripture that doesn't always mean, in fact, more rarely it means exterior abundance, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. mean a promise of necessarily finances or all these other pieces. And in fact, when you look at scripture, it's often interior abundance. Like you see Paul suffering in prison, but singing and embodying joy and those experiences. And that's not possible apart from the reality and the goodness of God. And I think I've been wondering if part of what we've been missing is just that we do distract ourselves away from the reality of God or busy ourselves away from the reality of God. Things are so loud and noisy and uh, scripture says that God's voice is still and small. And I think that's on Mm -hmm. purpose. Obviously he's God of the universe. He can be as loud as he wants. There's a reason that his voice is still and small. And I think it beckons us into this place of closer connection with him. And uh, it's it, we can drown those things out with distraction and busyness. I know the things that I do that with, you know, and there's an element of this year that it's, you know, I think an element of coping that can be okay for all the craziness, but there's also an opportunity in this to, as I can't travel as much as I'm used to, and I can't busy myself and distract myself with a lot of the things I normally do to actually look for creating some more space for silence and for simply just sitting and reflecting and being with God and being with family and thinking and praying and some of these spiritual disciplines maybe we don't often have time for. And I hope and wonder if that could actually lead uh, us into a place of inner thriving and flourishing so that when those opportunities come back, we're less prone to kind of living this this vibrant exterior life without a, a rich interior life to go with it. Oh, that is so good. And I think um, because we've all had to slow down and, you know, I already homeschooled anyway, and I already worked at home anyway, but there was a lot we weren't doing. We weren't going to all the sporting activities and the kids were in this and the kids were in that. And so we are like playing a board game or doing mm, yeah. stuff together. And it is, it is like figuring out, okay, this is what's really important connecting with people, connecting with God, having this, you know, quiet time, uh, you know, having worship music playing because we're not running to the baseball game. Yeah. I'm in the kitchen and I'm listening to worship music and it, it is a different, and it makes me think of one of my favorite scriptures around the holidays is um, Luke two fourteen, glory to God in the highest heaven and earth on earth, peace to those who, who, 
to whom his favor rests. Mm. And, you know, so many times we think, okay, there's no peace. Like we are, if the news is on, it's like, this is wrong and that is wrong. And there's a pandemic and all these things, but it is the peace that his favor rests when we connect with him. It's like God saying, yes, the world, there's a lot going on, but the angels declared, on earth, there's peace to whom his favor rests. And that's something we can have every single day. We can have his peace. We can connect with him. Um, and it makes all the difference. Mm, that's so good. I've, yeah, I've thought about that even in, in terms of how our activity of our faith, like in terms of how we share about the goodness and reality of God, think about evangelism or whatever that looks like. I, I've been wondering what it might look like if Christians were just known for peace. Mm. You know, like we, we try to be known for all of these things. But what if we were known for peace? What if we were known for the strength of our relationships and our families were strong and our marriages were strong and we put our time and attention to, into those things and and we really did wake up every day and regardless of circumstances, we seem to just embody that this peace that's available to us. Scripture makes it really clear that it is available. You know, Philippians talks about that prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. We can let our requests be made known to God and his peace, which surpasses understanding, can guard our hearts and our minds and fruit of the spirit, peace is in there, you know, and there's all these, I love the verse that you just quoted about the coming of Christ and the reality of who God is in his essence and we're made in his image and as the Imago Dei and we can embody that peace and there's just peace throughout woven throughout the whole of scripture as an opportunity, but we so often don't embody those things definitely as a society. And even as believers, I think we can sometimes be the worst about busying ourselves because we have this notion that, you know, God's kingdom needs to get advanced and it's me who's going to do it. And there's all of this need and God does want to use us and there is need and his kingdom need, does need to get advanced, but maybe it just looks different than us striving. And it looks more like us embodying a peace that doesn't make sense to people apart from relationship with God. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, I do think that um, people can see a difference. <laughs> they can mm. see a difference and they can notice a difference with someone who is peaceful and joyful and content, um, even in the midst of hard stuff. And that really only comes through, you know, Christ in us and God in us and Emmanuel, God, yes. God with us. Oh, so good. Well, there is so many amazing things that we talked about today. I'm so excited that I have the app, that my teens are going to be doing the app, that there's devotionals. Um, so in general, where can listeners go if they're like, okay, this is something that I know I would love to use and I would love to share with my kids or my family. Where can they find more information about all that you're doing? Yeah. Oh, thanks so much for asking. It's been so wonderful to talk with you. Um, probably the best place to go is firstofteen.org. That's firstone5.org. Uh, it's from there that you can kind of get access to our different free platforms. And if you're looking for, uh, like Trisha mentioned, like this Emmanuel devotional book, um, a cool thing about that is we don't really sell stuff. We're a nonprofit organization. And so instead, what we do is just ask for support from the mission of First of Teen and then give first this devotional book as a thank you for that, for this holiday season. So you can have this kind of, you know, sit with your coffee cup, maybe get some uh, break, a break from your technology and set your mm -hmm. phone aside for a second and have this devotional book experience. And uh, and so that's where you can actually go there as well and make a donation and get Emmanuel. There should be a clear link to be able to go get that. But regardless, is the sense every day that God is inviting us to meet with him. It's an invitation, not an obligation. And we just want to be here to help you be able to say yes to the invitation from God. Oh, that's so great. And the book is beautiful. Um, I love the, the pictures and the layout and it's so simple and clean, um, but good, good, 
good, good material in it. So <laughs> I highly recommend that. Um, but thank you so much, Craig, for being here. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for um, just helping us draw closer to God, make that time to connect with Him, and just know that God is using you in wonderful ways. Oh, thanks so much, Trisha. It really has been a pleasure to be here. And we'll have all the links and everything that we talked about in the show notes. So be sure to check it out at walkitoutpodcast.com. Well, friends, I always love when I find a new resource to get excited about. And I have to say, I do love the app. So make sure whether you're on iPhone or an Android, you can search for First 15 and uh, it's so good. They do such a great job at just taking you um, and leading you into just the heart of God. And I love the guided questions. I love the scriptures that are shared. And also this devotional Emmanuel is beautiful. So I highly recommend that too. Um, but mostly I just love just hearing how God is transforming people and how he's leading them. I think so many times we think about it. It is about um, doing more and, and you know making God happy. But like Craig and I were talking about, it really is when we connect with God, when we are still before Him, He leads us in amazing ways. And I know when I have that time in the morning and I'm able to connect with God, my whole day does go so much better. And it's not about the ritual. It's not about the routine. It's not about something on my to-do list. It's about remembering that even though the world may seem like it's falling apart and the holidays aren't like they used to be, and we're missing family and we're missing the activities maybe that we have done before, um, that God is still in control. And He is there to give us peace in the midst of all the hardship. He's able to give us joy. He is able to just um, connect with us. And when we take the time to do that in the morning, it's amazing how our whole day is different. And I guarantee my kids know if I've had that time in the morning or if I haven't. They're like, Mom, yeah, go go pray or do something because my attitude is completely different. Um, and again, I wasn't raised knowing how to do this. I wasn't raised when I saw my parents, you know, reading their Bible. And it really is just taking that time, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 um, and taking that time to connect with God. So I already mentioned today's walk it out scripture, and that is Luke 2.14, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And, you know, when the angels came down to proclaim um, the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Savior of the world, they could have said anything, but yet they talked about glory to God in the heaven and on earth peace. And that is the peace that we can have today in a relationship with God, in connection with God, with so many hard things going on right now. Um, we need that peace. And so let me just pray for us. First of all, Lord, I just thank you so much that you gave us the gift of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And I love how the angels just announced your glory, the glory in the highest heavens and peace on earth. And Lord, I thank you so much for Craig. I thank you so much for 
um, just all that he and his ministry is doing to guide us into that closer relationship with you. I pray that you'll continue to bless them. And um, just I pray for abundance for them and for the ministry and that more and more people will discover first 15 and be encouraged and use those resources to draw closer to you. And I pray for all of us who may be really needing peace right now. I know it is a hard year and a hard season and there's a lot going on. I pray today that you will bring peace into my home and into the home of every listener. And whether they are listening to this podcast before the holiday season or afterwards, um, that Each of us will know that we can turn to you for peace. And thank you for being the Prince of Peace today. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to Walk It Out. I love to just be able to talk to people that I didn't know before, that are doing amazing things. And so, first of all, I'm so thankful that you just indulge me in meeting amazing people. But second, if you are encouraged, please share Walk It Out podcast with a friend, share the links on social social media, let them know that you are encouraged by what you hear. And if you ever have any ideas for guests or um, things you would like to hear from the Walk It Out podcast, you could just email that to hello at trishagoyer.com. Or you can leave a comment on any of the podcasts in walkitoutpodcast.com. It'll take you to all the links of all the episodes and you can leave a comment there. But again, thank you so much for tuning in and I pray that you will be encouraged. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.